Welcome back to Jedi Enclave. I'm Daniel. I am Chris. And we're just two lonely nerds making our way in the universe. And you know what would really, really help us find our way a little bit better, Chris? What is that, Daniel? Is if the person watching this video liked our video, commented on it, subscribed, and showed us a little bit of love. You you know, I I suspect those things would help us. Me too. Not trying to guilt you. Don't do it if you don't want to. I mean, you're a dick if you don't, but that's (laughs) that's not our thing. I mean, we're we're just out here trying to push our Winnebago across the cosmos. (laughs) And, like, your comments are like a little... Extra shove on our yeah, back. Yep. So, um, I guess on our way through the universe, we're stopping by Disney today. When are we not? Yeah. D- more specifically, Disney World. Uh, because Hayden Christensen went to Disney World with his adorable fucking daughter. Okay. And oh my God, all of a sudden he's in Rise of Skywalker again. I mean, good for them? Yeah. And I just like every time something like this happens, like Hayden Christensen shows his face anywhere. Like, oh this, my god, it means Star Wars! Yeah, he's in Star Wars, which, you know, I think it's a 50-50 shot whether he is or not anyway. I think he almost certainly is. Yeah, I, I think at some point they're going to have to reckon with the fact that uh, Kylo Ren has spent this the first two movies trying to be Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you it, it just makes sense to me to have the actual Darth Vader in show and say, hey, what the fuck are you doing? He just winks in and is like, stop. I've been watching you for three movies and you're son in, of a bitch. You're just, embarrassing both yeah. of us. Just stop. <laughs> yeah. There's a better way to be a bad guy. Jesus. That'd be funny, though, is if he's like, I'm not trying to like put you to the to the light side, but this is how you be a an evil murderer. That's not exactly what I would expect, you no, know, think, Anakin so Skywalker's Force Ghost to say. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, so he took his daughter to Disney World. They uh, visited Galaxy's Edge. Uh, they built a lightsaber. Good for them. I hope yeah. they had a good time. Yeah, so the similar thing happened when there was a Comic-Con that, they, that he was scheduled to speak at, and uh, Disney tried to nix it. And I, what I read was that they were trying to avoid the rumor mill spinning, but of course... That just got it yeah. spinning. It's like whoever is in charge of that decision was an idiot. I, I wonder if there's like... If, if Disney... Okay, I, so what I'm wondering here is, does Hayden Christian... Like, is Hayden Christian really bad at keeping secrets? And he's actually in this movie, and he's been doing work in secret, and they don't want any word of that to get out. And they're afraid that if he went, went to this comic convention... You just blurt it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like somebody would ask him a question, be like, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. totally in the new yeah. Star Wars. Oh, that's like my scene in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I haven't heard anything about him being on set or near Pinewood Studios. Now, um, that doesn't mean anything, because no one saw Frank Oz at... Pinewood Studios for Last Jedi, they kind of smuggled him in in a box with yeah, like, the sure. original Yoda puppet and just you know threw him out. I, I don't even think uh, Mark Hamill knew he was going to be there. He was when they showed up on set to do that scene. Huh. He was really because I think he assumed that um, Frank Oz is just going to do it in post. Yeah, sure. But they built the set so that they could do the Yoda puppet right there, and and if he was there, and they were there, there's some pretty good footage on the um, the special features of the Last Jedi where they kind of like see each other. And it's it's very heartwarming. The the watching watching Mark Hamill's reaction to so many of the things in Last Jedi behind the scenes is really touching because there um, there's a part where he um, he sees the Millennium Falcon set for the first time, mm-hmm. and there he's just like, "Can I have a minute?" And everyone like you know like left and. Like Ryan Johns is like, you better keep that fucking camera on. <laughs> and it, it's it's a lot like how it happens in the movie where he walks into the cockpit and he kind of looks he, he around. Just, yeah, just has yeah. a moment. Another really cool thing is that he, um, uh, I, I wouldn't say he's a method actor, but he he gets pretty enveloped 
And um, he, when he was filming the scene where he was explaining what happened with him and Kylo and he seizes a burning Jedi temple and he drops down on his knees and he puts his hand on R2. Mm-hmm. They, they called cut and like they, like someone with their camera looks over and Mark Hamill is still sitting there like with his fist on the ground, just like streaming tears. And everyone's like, Jesus. Oh God. And like someone walked over and like patted him on the shoulder and he just kind of ignored him. He was he, like, he gets into this like emotional place. That's why he's such a fucking good actor. I, I can absolutely believe this and I can understand it. Cause like, Star Wars is what put Mark Hamill on the map. Mm-hmm. So after so many years to come back to that and to to re-inhabit this character that that made him every bit as much as he made the character, yeah. like that would be that, that I know it would strike me. Oh yeah, sure, hugely. Yeah, and um, so um, it doesn't matter that we've gone off course here because Luke Skywalker is awesome. So is Anakin, I guess. But he was, I mean, he was at Star Wars Celebration. That was something that people have been talking about yeah. because he was a star celebrate. I don't know. Yeah, what's that about? I don't think it. I don't think you're going to be able to guess. You're not going to find any proof for it because the NDAs they have these guys under are, are freakishly magical. And you like, can't fart if it's Star Wars related. Basically. Yeah, or they get to like kill your family. Yeah, and as we see, Hayden Christensen has a very cute little girl, so yeah. he's not going to. So he, he's not fucking yeah. around with that. Um, like I said, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in it. Um, if he is, I it's got to be a, a pretty limited role because I think if they're going to do the Force Ghost thing, the Force Ghost that has to take the spotlight is Luke Skywalker Absolutely, and for a couple yeah. of different reasons. One, because um, the the very vocal part of the fan base that wasn't pleased about Last Jedi was overwhelmed. Well, most of them were just upset that Luke died at the end, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they want to see more Luke, and I want to see more Luke too. Like sure, you put yeah. him in the movie, that'd be great. Um, so like, you know, th- there's a bunch of narrative reasons why Luke has to have a big role. He owes Ray one lesson. Yeah, uh, he told Kylo he'd see him around, and oh, he promised it. He yeah, was, I well, mean that was almost like he almost signed a contract right there. He's yeah, like, well, fuck off, I'll be seeing you later. Luke is absolutely keeping yeah. his promise there. I think the third one is that. They're limited in what they can do with Leia because Carrie Fisher died. Yep. So I can't help but feel like Luke is going to fill some of that mentorship role that presumably they planned for Leia but yeah. can't do anymore. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think for some reason there's a part of me that is predicting a scene where like Luke Skywalker winks into existence and, and Force goes form and then Anakin does and then like fucking... Yoda, and then Qui-Gon Jinn, oh. and then Mace Windu, because Samuel Jackson will work for $3. <laughs> like, I don't think I've... I've never heard of him turning work down. It's probably one of the reasons that he's such a famous actor, is he he does so much work. I mean, it's the same thing with Nick Cage. He, he will act in just about anything. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, when I say it, sometimes I think about it, and I'm like, God, that'd be really cheesy. But at the same time, if it was done well... Maybe it would be really touching. The, so. the final battle. Ray is standing before Palpatine. She's kind of shivering because it's fucking Darth Sidious. He has this force lightning. Then all the ghosts come out. It's, it's she, Luke and like, Anakin and, and Yoda and she, Mace she, Windu and, and Obi-Wan. They all just like kind of transfer their chi to, to <laughs> Ray, And she's like, yeah, I can do this. And she cuts Darth Sidious in half. Roll crap. Well, well, what I want to see is... <laughs> that's actually really funny. <laughs> Uh, similar situation predicament that she's in mm-hmm. and like you see Ray's face and then you hear a voice somewhere in the room you don't know where it is it says on your left <laughs> and then like Doctor Strange shows up 
<laughs> that's how you tie like Avengers to. I'm kidding. Oh god. It, it would have to be something like that. I think for it, uh, it would have to be have this like really incredible impact on the story, and it would um it. They would have to do it in a way where they were 100% sure it didn't come off as, like, total camp or, yeah, like, total cheese. For sure. And there are ways to do it, I think, that would be really cool. So, anyway, um, let us know what you think. Do you think Anakin will be in Rise of Skywalker? Uh, do you want him to be? Do you not want him to be? Um, what do you envision him doing if he is? Yeah, that would be the—that's the big question, I think, that that could we could really speculate on. Because he could, he could be there in a lot of different roles. So speculate. That's what the yeah. comments are for. Yeah. Uh, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And our podcast, which has uh, extended conversations between me and Chris, we're really just talking about me getting you to watch things that I've seen that you haven't seen. Yeah. Um, we're on that. Our podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud and Spotify. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Welcome back to Jedi Enclave. I am Daniel. I am Chris. And we're just two lonely nerds. We're making our way in the universe, and sometimes we like to tell cute little stories about Star Wars because we love it so much. Oh, I love cute little stories. Yes. Especially this, when they're about cute little puppets. Oh, this one's about our favorite cute puppet. Oh, yes. Um, so we're going to be telling the story today of the Trial of Dagobah, which is uh, a part of the Age of Resistance comics that focus on one character this is age of resistance oh no this this would be age of rebellion okay because of the the time period but it's the age of Mm -hmm. you know um and so this one's kind of interesting because we've done these before and they're really fun and they always end up being funny because we do them a lot about bad guys Mm -hmm. and they're just so stupid sometimes (laughs) like anytime general hux is involved in something anything he says i'm gonna laugh at he immediately starts chewing the scenery because that's just who Hux is. he's he's such a doofus you know (laughs) um yoda's not a a doofus at all i was reading this rereading this today um and when I was preparing for this, I, I can't watch anything that Yoda is, is in without me regarding it with some kind of like sacred reverence because there's something so special about his character. He's like, he, they really nailed the wizard thing in, mm-hmm. in uh, Empire Strikes Back with him. Well, yeah. they did it with Obi Wan too, but he, you know, the, the kind of character he is, he's the guy that when you went to go see Attack of the Clones for the first time, like I did when I was a teenager back in um, fucking. Middle school, and the last few minutes of that movie, where that like the choir cue from John Williams starts, and he he grabs that fucking he doesn't even touch the lightsaber. He doesn't. It floats to his hand. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna use the force just to do this little thing." And I'm like, I'm over there with the biggest fucking Star Wars boner. And I must have got. I must have went back to see that so many times too. Anyway, we're talking about that guy, mm-hmm. the guy that gives you the biggest Star Wars boner. Um, so this one is after um, Order sixty six. And after um, Yoda has already exiled himself, she he says goodbye to, to Chewbacca, climbs in his pod, and flies off into the sky. Yeah, and then he in the in the extended cut of uh, Revenge of the Sith, you see his pod land on Dagobah, and he gets out and he looks around. And he's like, "The fuck is this? <laughs> what what the, is this? What have I gotten myself into?" Yeah. Um, so it's after that, um, and you you immediately know How that that actually posed because if i'm remembering right he actually went to dagobah at the very end of clone wars right uh yes so that kind of poses a plot hole either he went there knowing what was there mm. or he just forgot about it because he went senile i guess or i mean i think it's he they don't they don't really develop um in so in the movie 
It's not even in the movie. Yeah, it's it's, it's a deleted scene in the movie. I, him this landing. is probably yeah. why it was deleted. Right, um, and even then, he doesn't say how he comes to know of this place. So it, it would be easy to be like, oh well, he already knew of it from Clone Wars. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so um, you you get a picture of a very troubled, tortured Yoda. Um, very much in the same way that I assume Obi-Wan is like on Tatooine. Well, sure. I mean, everything they devoted their lives to is just completely falling apart. Overnight. Yeah. Just gone. Um, and he is constantly waking up in cold sweats. He he dreams about what happens. He just, you know, he's really troubled by it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that his life kind of sucks. I He lives in a giant swamp. Of yeah. course his life sucks. It, his, his life is not easy. Um you learn in the comic that he is uh, omnivorous, so he eats meat, mm-hmm. which is something I never knew about Yoda. Never really thought about it. Yeah, so he like the, he has plenty of plants that he can like nosh on, but he has to make these special hunting trips to get meat, uh, which he needs to survive, and he has to climb this this like cliff face to get to um, this place that he calls the valley, mm-hmm. um, because there are these like herd animals that he he hunts, which. I would never, I could never imagine Yoda hunting animals because he's so sweet and so cute and everything. But like, he'll still kick your ass with a lightsaber though. So it's it's just so weird. Yeah. And it's, um, they do kind of the, the normal thing where he's, you know, he, um, he kills food in, in the most Jedi way, which, which is like, I need this for nourishment. It's a part mm-hmm. of this, the circle of life and yeah. all this other bullshit. Um, you find out that he doesn't carry a lightsaber anymore. Because he says that he refuses to diminish the Jedi weapon by using it to, you know, to eat, pretty much. Makes sense. And that it doesn't matter. Even if he had been okay with doing that, he had already sworn off ever touching a lightsaber again. Hmm. Which is cool because it kind of sets up a little bit why, like, he doesn't have his lightsaber in the original trilogy and stuff. The way I took him not having a lightsaber was that he was just this incredibly powerful Jedi who didn't need one. Yeah, he's. He, um, for, you find out for sure that it's because he, um, because of his hubris and his arrogance, that he doesn't feel like he deserves it. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so he does what every Jedi master who has sworn off lightsabers does, and he fashions his own bow and arrow to hunt. And it's a pretty cool looking bow and arrow. Yeah, sure. Um, and he he kills one of these things uh, and he heads back home. And right as he's like, it's, sorry to interrupt. How big is this animal? It, bigger than him, I think. And he's just kind <laughs> of dragging it home over his shoulder. It, more or less, yeah. <laughs> and he goes down to to scale this cliff face, mm-hmm. um, and he f- he feels the the earth underneath him like something has changed, but he doesn't have time to react to it. And then the, the little part of the cliff face he's on just falls away <gasps> and he reaches around and grabs on to the to the remaining cliff mm-hmm. and it's the exact same shot of in uh revenge of the sith uh, yeah during his fight with sidious and he's kind of hanging there by one nail yep. and everything and he's got nasty fucking nails by the <laughs> he way he lives in a swamp of course he, he didn't does. live in a swamp in revenge of the sith Okay, he's really old. Maybe he just doesn't have time to bathe. I mean, the, the, honestly, the real answer is that he's not human, and maybe whatever species he is has long nails. I, I mean, know. maybe. Yeah. Um, and so he has to let go, just like in Revenge of the Sith. He yeah. falls, and then rocks rain down on him, and he, he gets knocked out. Blonk. Yeah. And 
so he wakes up and like you would you'd expect someone to panic in this kind of situation he's covered in rocks yeah sure he laughs he just starts laughing he starts cracking the fuck up and he's, bitch I have the force Woo! well yeah well before he gets to that he pretty he's like Yoda you fucking fool like <laughs> if you had a lightsaber you could get out of this and there you've gone sworn off lightsabers and now look at where we are and then he reminds himself that a true Jedi never needs a lightsaber because the Force is his ally. And he has this kind of same, the same sense of hubris and arrogance that he had. And he reaches out with the Force and nothing happens. Oh. Which is the thing that, like, I, that's shocking to me. The idea that Yoda would, would go to command the Force and nothing happen. Because, like, he's the best one at it, you know? Yeah. And... He kind of, and it, he still doesn't panic, which you would expect anyone else to. Like, oh my god, the force is off. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I forgot to pay the force bill. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know what? The force isn't talking to me because I'm being arrogant. I'm doing the thing that I was doing before, and up until now, I've refused to acknowledge it. Learn from my mistakes, yeah. I must. That's almost exactly what he says. Um, he talks about how these qualities that he has are lesser agents to anger and fear and stuff mm-hmm. um, that he's never acknowledged his failure and because failure is a really powerful teacher for a Jedi and says, you know, you can, you can forgive yourself. Like you failed and that's fine. And he kind of has this moment of clarity where he, like he allows him, like he allows forgiveness for himself and he kind of accepts, accepts that like that forgiveness is the path to peace and that with that kind of peace that you can literally move mountains. Mm-hmm. And so he tries again. And you know those motherfucker rocks are going to like... They're getting out of there yeah. as fast as they can. So he like he kind of lifts everything up and he makes it back to his house without any further falling down cliffs or, or anything. He's deserved it, you know? Yeah, he's, he's earned this one. <laughs> yeah, and so, like on his, on his way back to his hut, he's like... <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I was the last Jedi, and the last Jedi is not going to die like a little bitch like that today. So <laughs> uh, he gets back home and he starts making his stew, and he which, hears which apparently has meat in it. Yeah, yeah, has meat, probably some swamp vegetables. Yeah, probably one of those like gross snake things that they see like on the tree and stuff. And yeah, sure, there. why not? So he's sitting there and he's like, he's got his ladle, and he's like mm-hmm. stirring his stew, and he hears a ship, and he's like, "Oh, wait a second, there aren't supposed to be ships here. That's the whole point <laughs> of this," and. It turns out it's an X-Wing barreling through the atmosphere. <laughs> and so Yoda's like, the fuck is this? And so he goes, he kind of like crawls over and gets through the vines and stuff. And he looks and he hears this voice say, now all I got to do is find Yoda, even if he exists. And like Yoda immediately knows who it is because he's dreamt of him. Mm-hmm. He saw him in his dreams. And all this conflict that he had, all these problems, like why he couldn't, like he couldn't sleep well and he was waking up in this cold sweat <clears> that like all of it just disappears because he realizes that like this new hope that he had he had foreseen is here and so he's like oh maybe the galaxy isn't fucked after all right also probably i've been here by myself for a long fucking time and <laughs> at least now i can talk to someone and so of course the first way he behaves around another person is just fucking crazy yeah you know? Um, and that's how the story ends. He, he's like, well, all right, now time to get to work because uh, yeah. fucking Palpatine and I have a score that's settled. 
and this time he's going to get fucked. I got a student to teach. Yeah, um, and it's a. I, I find, like I said, like we we always try to put a humorous spin on these, and this one I had a hard time finding some humor in it because it it's one of these. It's a rare instance in this line of comics where it's all about life lessons from a character who you would never make fun of in person anyway. It, it's just kind of a kind of grim and depressing comic anyway. Yeah. What I appreciate about it is that um, Yoda, they write Yoda as someone who who is imperfect. Mm-hmm. And you might... Uh, you, you might draw some parallels between him and how Luke Skywalker behaved in The Last Jedi a little bit. A little bit. Where he was pretty tortured. Um, he hated his life. And he has this moment of clarity toward the end where he's like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I I don't know. I, I felt like when I was watching Empire Strikes Back, it always seemed to me like Yoda had a plan. Mm-hmm. And like he had this this lesson plan for Luke if if he was even going to take Luke as a student. Like he had been doing this for hundreds of years, so he knew how to teach students. And so he was just slotting Luke into this program that he knew worked and was working through it. I mean, adapted for the fact that you're in the middle of Dagobah, so you need to like go run through the swamp and flip over roots or whatever. Do a flip, lift a rock. Yeah. Move a snake. But like, it always felt like Yoda knew how to teach Luke and knew what he was going to teach. And that the only thing he couldn't really predict was that Luke was going to go jump in his X-Wing and go to Cloud City because he had a vision of the future. Which is funny because he's Anakin Skywalker's son. It's like the first thing Anakin would do. Yeah. Like, how could you not see something like that coming? I think I think the thing that made it the most poignant... Uh, so, I think the thing he didn't see coming was that Luke would see the specific vision he did and that mm-hmm. it would affect him that much. Yeah. Um, I think probably the most poignant connection is that it, it frames the conversation that he has with Luke in The Last Jedi in a different light. Because when you think about that conversation now, knowing what you know after you read this comic, you're like, you are really the most qualified person to be giving this lesson yeah. to Luke. That, that whole conversation is is sweet and wholesome in a, a strange way because it's no longer like student to master. Mm-hmm. They're, they're colleagues, basically. Yeah, it, it hits every teacher square in the balls because it's that line he says about uh, they uh, they are what, or they grow past what we are. What are mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah. the sentiment of it is that they will they will always be more than us. Yeah, that that's how it works. Like every every generation gets stronger and stronger, which is you know that's something as a teacher. Like we're both teachers, and you know that like when when you have students that that try really hard and they they start to master their craft, that that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah, exactly. They're supposed to be better than you, right? Welcome back to Jedi Enclave. I'm Daniel. I'm Chris, and we're just two lonely nerds trying to find our way in the universe. But it's okay because now we have Star Wars quizzes. Oh, dude, I love quizzes. Yes, we're gonna do this one. It's uh, it's like is this the one that tells me what color my lightsaber is? No, and that's not a quiz. That's <laughs> stupid. This is a this is an actual quiz. Actually, it's kind of a legit quiz because it's from the the official Star Wars website. Ooh, yeah. So this is how it works. You're gonna get three clues. Okay. And you have to decide, or you have to tell, or you have to guess what Jedi it is. Okay. All right, so... So so are we going, like, solely in canon, or does this include Legends, or is it, like, just the film? Well, uh, Disney hates Legends, so I doubt that there are any Legends. Okay, so probably just our canon. Yeah, they don't really hate Legends, by the way, if you believe that you're sorely misunderstood. 
Um, okay. So this one's a pretty easy one. I haven't done any of these either. All so right. this is kind of an adventure for me, me too. Hates sand. Oh, that's Anakin. Yeah. The other two are loves Padme, too old to train. That's so obviously Anakin Skywalker. Yep. You have to type in your answer. Well, there's a lot of Jedi, you know. Yep. And you might get the right answer just by banging your head on the keyboard. Oh, show me a picture of all of these. Maybe not. Swamp Hermit. Yoda. Backpack. Dislikes Judgment. Yoda. I guess they didn't show me a picture of him. That's correct. Hey. What's next? Padawan of Depa. Ponytail. Spectre One. Ooh. Oh. This oh. one. This got really hard out of nowhere. Yeah. Depa. Who is Depa? Depa Balaba. She's um. She looks quasi like legit Indian. Like she has she has like a caste mark on her head. Um, um. She's smaller. You see her in Phantom Menace. She has dark hair. She was Mace Windu's Padawan. Okay. And I cannot remember for the life of me. This isn't... Can you read the clues again? Yeah. Padawan of Depa. Uh-huh. Ponytail. And Spectre One. Which, by the way, if you're if you're listening along and you know what the answer to any of these end, any of these are, put it in the comments. Make sure you also like our video and subscribe because we do fun shit like this all the time. You could be screaming at, at Chris right now with yeah. the answer. This isn't Quinlan Vos, is it? Oh. Let's let's try it. I don't think it is, but Quinlan Voss? Yeah. It says no. Uh I'm trying to think about uh, how many how many Jedi I even know that period. I don't know. I'm stumped. Yeah, let's let's see what the answer is. Oh, it's Kanan Jarrus. Oh. So now you wouldn't know that because you okay. haven't seen Rebels. Oh, oh, it's it's that guy. That guy. Okay, yeah. yeah, oh, I should... I oh, the ponytail gave it away, too. Okay, all right. All I, right, next question. Let's redeem I, ourselves. Yeah, I guess I just had not put together that... I guess I forgot that they were related anyway. Corrupted on Mortis. Falsely accused. Snippy. Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Ass. Hoka. Oh, it's saying Ahsoka, A H S O K. Yeah, it's saying it's wrong. It's probably because I misspelled it. I think there's an H in Tano as well. Do you really have to spell them correctly? Apparently. Yeah, okay, that was right. All right. Okay. Cool, we got it. Skilled pilot, no hand holding, no longer waiting. Uh, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Like, skilled pilot makes me think of Anakin because that's like one of the first things that Obi Wan says about him in yeah. A New Hope, but I don't know that they would repeat that. Yeah, I don't think they would either. I also think of Luke, but um, that the other two don't really make sense either. Hand holding? He got his hand cut off? It's no hand-holding, it says. Yeah. No hand-holding. No longer waiting. No longer waiting. Um, maybe, but I feel like they would have given more obvious clues for Luke. Yeah, I do too. This got kind of hard out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I didn't look at these beforehand, so like... <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess we can try Luke Skywalker? Well, I'm not going to... I th- Maybe it's Ezra. 
I'm trying to remember if he's oh. a good pilot. I don't think he is, though. Like, I don't think he's known for being, yeah. uh, like, an amazing pilot. Try Ezra, I guess. Ezra Bridger. Nope. Hmm. I guess try Luke, and if that doesn't work... It's not. It's not Luke, it's Ray. Ray? Skilled pilot, which makes sense. No hand-holding. Uh... No longer waiting. Oh, the the handhold when they were reaching out and they couldn't. Oh, touch. yeah, you're right. Oh, these are kind of like... Yeah, like it makes sense in retrospect. Yeah, this is a good quiz. Yeah. X-Wing pilot, Jedi master, still needs power converters. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that one's easy. Because we're fake fans and we know all the obvious yeah. ones. Yeah. Doran native wears a mask betrayed. I know what this one is. Is it... Oh. Is it the, the Keldor guy? Yes. I. Th- uh, are you thinking of starts with a P? Plokun? Yeah. That's, that's who I think it is. I think that's right. Assuming that's the name of the guy. Yeah. I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. Purple Blade. Mace Windu. Well, I'm going to tell you the other ones, though. Done Partying. <laughs> believes in peace. <laughs> Has had it with these motherfucking Sith and this motherfucking Republic. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's my favorite Jedi, <laughs> pretty much, other than like Luke. Yeah. Responsible, clone commander, has the high ground. Obi Wan. Yeah, that one seems to be. Oh, I did not put a dash in between. You gotta spell it correctly. It's not just a Jedi quiz, it's a spelling yeah, quiz. Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> strict about that. Salvager. On a quest, droid sidekick. Uh, is this the guy from the new game? Yes. Yes, it is. Cal something? Kestis. Kestis. Yeah. Let's try that. With Ks. I thought the first one was a C. I think his first name was a C. Oh, maybe it is a C. Is this try? I'm not going to try to spell this. Yes, we were right. Okay, cool. Focused. Counter of many chlorians. Leaves nothing to chance. Qui-Gon Jinn. That's such a weird... This quiz is weird because it oscillates from extremely obvious to, like, extremely obscure. Yeah. I like it, though. This this is way better than finding out what color your lightsaber is. (laughs) Born on Empire Day, connects with animals, wields lightsaber slash blaster. This is Ezra Bridger. Yes, it is. This is the last one. All right. We only missed a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah, so let us know. This won't be a very long video. But let us know in the comments if you were kind of following along there. If you have uh, good Star Wars quizzes, too, that you want us to try, we're happy to do them. Um, So make sure you follow us on uh, social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we have a podcast that uh, is really fun. And we usually talk a little bit more in those than we do here. And uh, that's on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, So we will see you on the next one. And please always remember... The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Now get out of here.